Welcome back, Sprudes and Spruettes, to episode 14 of Trapped Under Plastic. You're really soft in the voice on that one. Like <laughs> soft in the voice. Soft in the voice. <laughs> Thank it's you. Like, Thank you. Is, I feel like this is like an AM radio talk show. Yeah. We should just talk just, like this. Let's just take it down a few notches. Yeah. Have some sweaty balls. Yeah. Sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? You know the song Shifty Five? Shifty Five? Okay. So it's like a bunch of stick figures and they're singing and they're saying all the things that are Shifty Five. And they're like, girlfriend's age, Shifty Five. <laughs> My IQ, fifty-five. <laughs> it's just like that's the whole song. I didn't, I didn't know that was a song. That's like Newgrounds, E Bombs World thing. Oh, like E Bombs. Yeah, it's an old one. All right, it's like the History of the World kind of video. Remember that History of the World? Uh, that's on YouTube. That's a pretty, that's a pretty recent thing. That's probably not the thing I'm thinking of. Okay, maybe not. It's like where it has the map, and it's like. I don't know if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it is an E-Bounce world thing from like early 2000s, late 90s. Okay, maybe it's not then. Maybe he, the same guy who made it just uploaded it on YouTube. That is That could be. Anyway, Either way, we're off topic. Welcome to Tribe on the Plastic, the podcast for random shit, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything but miniature enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, we got an action-packed episode for you today from John's basement, don't we? Yeah, we do. And you got a mug root beer. Oh, my god. How gosh. is that mug root beer, by the way? I haven't had root beer in a long time. It is meeting all my expectations for root beer. I'm good. We got, a, we got a guest today, too. We do. The fucking Dobby, the fat cat. The fat cat brush destroyer, Dobby Destroyer himself. of brushes, eater of dog food. You are way too far away from the microphone. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm way too far away. There you go. Dobby was close enough. <clears throat> um, but he's here, uh, and he was, like, smelling all of your stuff. Yeah, he was, like, playing around in my tripod bag. Yeah, he was going through your minis over there, <laughs> finding the good ones to steal. On him. <laughs> he steals my daughter's Legos, so your minis are, are not safe. <laughs> All right, Kat, you get out of here now. You got any stories for us, John? Like the story that you just broke my basement? How about that story? Oh, I rubbed my booty up against John's fancy countertop, and I broke the trim, the end cap trim off of it, like a full two inches of it. You snapped it. I probably installed it something incorrectly. You, you, when you put that stuff on, you put it on by heating it up. It yeah. Sometimes you put it in the oven. So I put it in the oven. You put it in the oven. That's what the instructions said. I put it in the oven and I take it out with my oven gloves on and I run down here and put it on there. I'm <laughs> just visualizing you <laughs> running through the hallways of your house with two oven gloves on and trim. That's what it did. Yeah, that's how it worked. And it worked. But apparently it's like must be really brittle after that. all that glue dries from the heat and then like gets to room temperature because like there's just was must have been a tiny little lip there and your yeah. big old butt yeah just grabbed it and snapped it i could lose some some pounds off the old booty mm, that's what we learned here today <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i ruined john's fancy new little yeah anything else you want to break before you leave today no your spirit maybe. yeah <laughs> by the end of the episode that's probably gonna happen all right we don't need no stories what did you paint Okay, you're drinking. I'll I'll talk about what I painted. I painted a cave woman. Cave woman <laughs> was not the initial intention. Uh, I painted Sisters of Battle. I painted the spirit of Saint Catherine from the Triumph of Saint Catherine box set, which John is not a fan of. I don't get it. I don't get why there's all this jangly garbage everywhere, and there's no focus. There's no center of attention. Yeah, we on were the comparing model. it to uh, Catacross. Yeah. 
Catacross is the center of attention on what seems like a diorama in a, in a box yeah. kind of thing. But this one, you know, there's like a, there's like the lady with the shield and the sword. She's cool. Then there's like a casket with a, with a skeleton in it. They're like, Oh, that's St. Catherine. I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a kind of a more of a, uh, like a more religious person behind the casket, but they're all kind of equal size. So it's like, I don't know what to look at. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're supposed to be wanting to look at that casket, but the casket is like lower than all these other things. And so you don't, there's not really a great sight line to it. Mm, yes. And then these dumb little cherub things. What the crap are those? Great bits. Oh, with a, like a robot head and yeah. like a Cupid body. It's yeah. the stupidest freaking thing. Who's like, I have a great idea for this a far future sci-fi war game. Little fucking cupids with robot heads. I like them. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very 40k Sisters of Battle thing. It is. Well, for, yeah, it is. I mean, it's not cupid. You said it. They're cherubs. They're angels. They're baby angels, but they're sci-fi baby angels with silver skull heads. I like them. They're cool. That box set is like a gold mine of bits. Mm. Uh but I painted just the spirit of St. Catherine with the lady with the shield. I did some freehand on the shield. I went through an incredibly extensive process to get rid of the sculpted detail. It was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so you, you scraped it all off so you could paint your own on there, yes. on the shield. This is such a nice big surface. And I'm okay. so sick of GW just covering every single inch of something in goddamn detail. It's yeah, like, dude. It's like there is value to just blank space. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I, you know what? I really... That reminds me how much I really appreciated um, recently when I did the the Relic Blade minis. Yeah. And you don't even really necessarily notice it so much when you're looking at them. But when I was painting them, I really appreciated the amount of details. Yeah. There is not covered in every bazillion, tiny little million little details. It makes it everything take so long to finish painting. It had each model had details. It had a couple of cool things and a potion and a and a book in the back of the wizards and interesting things. But it was two or three things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't forty yeah. on a single mini. Yeah. And I was like, this is very fun to paint these. Yeah. Because it's not overwhelmed with garbage. Yeah. So yeah, I paint Sister Battle. <sighs> She's got decorative trim on literally every single edge you can imagine and she has like her whole torso area is covered in detail and studs and tubes and she has an incredibly ornate belt and all these things and then it's covered by a giant shield giant shield <laughs> he's put the shield on you can't see half her torso anymore oh no um so yeah i painted that uh we we're talking about the face. Everyone's talking about the face. The face looks bad. Yeah, it looks it looks bad. It was it, it was looking good in the video, and then I did something stupid at the end, and then it looked bad at the end. Um, but that's okay. You live and you learn. Did you like uh, acknowledge or understand or figure out what that thing was? Yeah, I talked about it in the video. Oh, but I watched it, that video, but then I yeah. I, so I the the ending part where you just see the face by itself, I talk about how the line running from her nostrils to her bottom lip, this thing is too dark and it enunciates her mouth. So she looks like an ape (laughs) because monkeys have a large mouth area, right? It actually protrudes out. So having those dark lines makes it visually stick out. I think someone's probably going to do a planet of the apes meme, like planet of the 40 K apes. They should. Cause that's, that'd be hilarious. That's a perfect, perfect model. But yeah. Yeah. I painted that. The face looks goofy, but I, it was good. The white armor turned out okay. The freehand turned out okay. And that was the first time I ever did like highlighting and shading on freehand. Um, 
Like, you know, I, I, I'm okay at doing symbols. I've done an Imperial Fist logo before mm-hmm. freehand, but that, I did the Sacred Rose symbol this time, and then I added shading and highlighting to the symbol, which is not as hard as it, it sounds. The hardest part is just getting the perimeter of the shape right. Right. Yeah, I suppose then you're just kind of coloring in the box exactly. a little bit. Exactly. How about you? What did I paint? Well, we, we talked uh, last episode about the paint and take Kingdom Death. So um, I got the butcher. Mm. And he's pretty badass. Speaking of a bazillion details, dead dude's got details on details. Dude's got like 30 lanterns on his back. Right? Yeah. And, and it's a really detailed fur cloak. Oh, and, yeah. And buried in the cloak are a vast number okay. of lanterns. Yes. Um, so you were painting that at the paint take for what? Saw three hours? Yeah, yeah, probably three hours straight. And so I did a lot of work on that. And then I had done, since then, I've done some more work on him. Oh, really? Home. Yeah, so I finished up kind of the armor and the cloak stuff and some more details, but I'm not yet to the point where I'm doing the lanterns. I feel like the whole thing is like, I don't know what it's going to look like until I really get to do the lantern stuff. I haven't decided if I'm going to make them like super bright lanterns or kind of there's a glow in there, but they're not just like over the top. A lot of times you see stuff when people paint with OSL is like it slap you in the face with a salmon OSL. It's like, <laughs> you got to see that there's a light coming from this. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but this is an application where you could just like spritz each uh, lantern with a little airbrush overspray and call it good. Yeah. I probably could just paint the actual little lantern things white. Yep. And then just, psh, psh, yeah, uh, just orange, psh, yeah. orange, yellowish. Something, something. Orangish, yellowish. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Some-ish. Up to you. Uh, just saying, some people have done that on the butcher that I've seen before. Um, that model's been painted a lot by other people. Because um, it's one of the nicest ones. And I think it's also, you can still get it, right? You can still buy it if you buy the core game. comes with the butcher. Yeah, he comes with it. Yeah, okay. So there's certain monsters that come with that. There's the, the screaming antelope and the white lion and the butcher. I think there's one other dude in there too. Speaking of. Kingsman. Speaking of what comes in the box set, John was just giving me a tour of his organization in his little workshop here. And at some point he's got to show you, but he, he, he showed me the, the countertop with the, what do you call these things? Cabinets. Cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> the cabinet that has the majority of his pile of shame in it. And I was like, Whoa, there's a lot of GW boxes in here. And then I brought a flashlight in there <laughs> and there was tons of, uh, like, beige colored boxes like brown boxes like shipping boxes and i thought it was the back of the wall because mm-hmm. it's like brown but no the boxes go deep you're deep <laughs> you got to give people a tour of that sometime because it is it's a sight to see it's so many boxes and those are for those of you that know kingdom death it's all the kingdom death expansion boxes are yeah. in there and the actual core game is sitting over there you see that big black box there that's the core game yeah and that's not even all the little individual minis i got that fucking cat dude <laughs> he's attacking my tripod bag yeah he's gonna like chew through our cores here no he, he i don't think he chews on stuff i don't really know he chews on brushes yeah he chews on brushes i don't think he chews on cords he's like if he chews through my computer cord i'm gonna kill him <laughs> um yeah i got a lot of boxes i got a lot of boxes you got you got we're, like, we're gonna talk about that later in this episode like, you could sell that stuff and make a substantial payment on your house mortgage <laughs> i know i but <laughs> i'll tell your wife to. <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell her how much <laughs> all those things cost <laughs> <laughs> all right what all are we right. talking about today so our topic for the day is 
Our hobby failures. Yeah. I like that you said our hobby fla- flavors. Flavors. Fla- flavors. Yeah. You know, the taste of paint. Uh, I'm a kind of green apple hobby flavor kind of guy. I'm kind of a airbrush flavor. You know, it's kind of like the sweeter of the paints. Oh, the air range? Yeah. Oh, any air range. Like, well, okay, I don't know any air range, but Vallejo Air is significantly sweeter than any other paint I've tasted. Wow. Try it out. <laughs> We had uh, we had barbecue for lunch, and I think we're in a little bit of like a Loopy. meat coma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, a it's a lucid coma. There's a cat attacking your leg right Fueled now. By it. It's okay. So hobby failure. Yeah. How did we screw up? What led us down this terrible path? Yeah. Of failure. Yeah. And how can we learn from it? It's a great. It, does this question come from a patron? I don't know. Okay. It might. <laughs> I think it might so. Not. I mean the. Um, but yeah, so the question was painting mistakes. Like what are your biggest painting mistakes? But then we kind of interpreted it a little bit more broadly as hobby mistakes, because there are some probably bigger, more impactful mistakes that we've made as hobbyists that we'd like other people not to, not to commit. Um, so we want to talk about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's officially worded it as our miniature failures, which is a great way to phrase it. Yeah, so not not big failures, but just miniature ones. <laughs> <Miniature. laughs> just tiny failures. <laughs> All right, I'll kick us off here. Yeah, go for it. I think one of my biggest failures uh, was selling the old models that I uh, that I painted as a child. Um, I see. Uh, I don't know. I've been doing this since I since I was ten years old, uh, fairly consistently. I had a little bit of on and off during college. Um, but high school and in end of grade school and now as a, as a young adult, um, I've been doing it for a while and I don't have a lot to show for it. Mm. And I realized this when I made a video about my entire painted collection. It's so, like seven models. It was seven models, <laughs> but it was like, this is not a lot for how long I've been doing this. And part of the reason is because I gave away like entire armies of He's going to pull that cable out. Uh, entire armies that I painted, like Middenheim armies, Vampire Count armies, uh, my Space Orcs and my Necrons. And I painted a lot of armies when I was a, <laughs> when I was a young a war gamer. You keep talking. Yeah. Uh, and I gave them all away. And so it's just like I don't have anything to show for my youth as a painter. And that's just kind of sad. And there are people like uh, Ben Cantor who wouldn't be too beat up about that, the kind of guy who paints a display quality uh, freaking mini and then uh, throws it in simple green. Who doesn't really care about, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think if you're in this hobby and you're getting into it and you're just painting models, um, I think it's a mistake to to sell your armies and stuff like that. I don't, I, it doesn't matter if, I mean, like, okay, if you've just assembled the stuff and you haven't painted it, I don't care. You can sell it. That's fine by me. Um, but if you've put in a lot of work, I, don't underestimate the amount of nostalgia that you can have for something you've put many hours into. So yeah, I would say my, my first regret was selling my old stuff. And if you're anything like us, you probably have plenty of models that don't have paint on them. So you can tell those. Yeah. Sell those. <laughs> Solid. They keep making new ones, man. It never freaking ends. Yeah. We were talking about that over lunch of like, is there like a tipping point where GW is just putting out too much? Yeah. Like their their rate of pumping out minis is just... Whatever that means. Uh, that means fast. 
but yeah, you made a good point. If people are buying them, then no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess if they're, I mean, their stock keeps going through the roof and they're making more and more money. I guess if there is a tipping point, they haven't reached it yet. Yeah, they haven't reached it yet. So I mean, you're you're just keeping on waiting until they get those wood elves, so they can keep on bringing out more <laughs> models until they, they at some point on that line says wood elves. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first failure, John. What's yours? My first failure. Oh boy. Um, I'd say a great place for me to start on a failure would be the, the few number of models that I've actually painted Mm. and how, and that in and of itself isn't a failure, but I think what my failure is, is I put too much time into too few models. Okay. If I, I would be better served to put whatever that amount of time is into more models. Mm -hmm. And so if it's 10 hours in a week then it should be, you know, X models, not one kind of thing. And it just, I'm in a similar spot where it's like, I just, there's not a lot of stuff that I have painted because I, everything I spend so much time on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is some value in really being, taking your time and really trying to learn a technique or really trying to make a certain, um, you know, surface of the model really look the way you want it. But I don't know, man, it's, it, it ends up feeling like, I don't paint as much as I probably could or should because I just get so deep into a model before I'm saying I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's it. I think I spend forever, how many hours I'm spending painting, it should be spent on more models and not more time on a single model. So I, you know, and and it's not about being a slow painter either because I'm a slow painter. I know this is, this is why when, when, uh, the next round of drunken mini painting comes up that I know that I am the underdog because you paint faster than me. It's because of YouTube, man. YouTube makes you paint fast because <laughs> you have a timeline you that can't, you need to get stuff out on Friday. Yeah, you can't you can't labor on these things that don't show up in camera. It's no point. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes it makes sense just to paint. Like I've never done this before, but I've thought about it. Just paint the front of the model and don't show the back. Isn't there like a the old wives' tale that like? They did that back for the GW White Dwarf stuff that really? they ne- they never painted the backs of things because it was just the picture that they took of the scene. Right, or whatever. yeah, for the box art. Mm-hmm. They never painted the back. I uh, I don't know. I've heard that. Multiple I mean, it times. makes sense if yeah. you don't show it, don't freaking paint it, and right. then your studio painters can spend time painting something else that's going to be seen. You know? Yeah. I mean, it just feels a little. It feels a little. It feels a little cheesy. A little evil. What's the right word? Feels like you're nefarious, cheating, nefarious, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely crossed my mind, though. But if you think about it from a business perspective, GW is is a cold, heartless beast. (laughs) They 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 pay these dudes by the hour, right? Yeah, right. So that's x number of more hours that they have to pay these dudes for something that there's never going to be a picture of. Yeah, but now that there's detail over the freaking model, and you got those sick 360 photos on yeah. the site. Yeah, you I can't do it anymore. No. Although maybe just like the underneath, like if, <laughs> the you crotch. Can't, yeah, you can't flip it up to like look directly <laughs> eye, eye crotch level. Like their whole underneath isn't painted. <laughs> Who would want to do that? I don't know. Do you want to pick up the dress of the models, John? <laughs> well. Apparently, people don't look at the undersides at GW. If you ever remember the um, the recent box of the Night Haunt versus a Stormcast, there was a Stormcast hero in there, the one that was riding the Griffin. Um, dude, look at that bottom side of that model. It's a big, flat, 
triangle there's no like chest of the griffin or whatever really it's, just, it's like they the design team like didn't look at it in three dimensions <laughs> it's really bad it's so not, ugly i did not i'll know try that. to find that show it to you that's hilarious um so maybe they did paint the same way i don't know yeah so in the same vein as your failure which you could maybe summarize as time management um i have another one that i could summarize as time management but the flip side is that mm. when you do have something that you really care about giving it the, the proper time to paint it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an old story, but that the witch that I have for crystal brush, I did not time manage correctly. I didn't have enough time to paint it and it turned out worse than if I had given it the right amount of time. So when you, when you have a deadline for something and you know you want it to look nice, whether it's a tournament and you're competing for like best painted army mm-hmm. or something like that, you I, you have this this great way of like scheduling out painting stuff. And you, you really taught me that... Uh, you should have like a date by this point, I'm going to have this percent done or this part of the model done. And then you should try to stick to that timeline and then adjust as you see, maybe you're failing and not sticking to it so that you know what you need to finish by what point. So you're not surprised by anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great thing too. When you have a big project, parse it out in pieces so that you can know what needs to be done by what point. Yeah. Cause if, if all you sprues and spruettes out there are anything like me, you're a procrastinator in most aspects of life. And if I do not hold myself to that, if I don't give make myself have that kind of structure, I will just procrastinate. And then the only person I'm beholden to to actually submit this mini for the competition is myself. Yeah. So if if you know it comes down to it and I didn't get it done, I mean I'm just gonna be like, oh, I guess I didn't get it done. I'm not gonna enter something. So I gotta stay on top of myself. Mm-hmm. If I don't hold true to my schedule, I'm not going to get it done in time. And, and I'm going to be sad the whole Adepticon when I don't have a mini in the competition. Yeah, people are like, oh, did you bring something this year? And you're like, no. No. <laughs> and you just have the, your canned excuses that you rifle off to anybody that talks to you about why you didn't. Uh, you have to keep re-explaining yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Screw that. Yeah, Scott broke my basement. And I, couldn't, <laughs> could, I couldn't paint. My basement was broken. That feels bad. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, All right, so they're both. Those last two are both related to time. Yeah, just the flip side. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that there's there's some something to be learned from both sides of that. Give yourself time to do something, but don't. Every model you paint shouldn't follow that same mode. You know what I mean? Like every model you paint doesn't deserve fifty hours. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Absolutely. there are some people that, that that's what they do though. Like the, all they do is paint really, really, really high models. level. Just, yeah. They're um, like the, they're like the, the, the 3%. Yeah. That's not us. Nope. Not most of us anyway. We're a little hybrid, a little hybridy maybe. A hybridy? Yeah. I just bumped the table. Woo. Oh, that wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, um, an inanimate object. Um, You're a fucking inanimate object. I don't know what that's from. In Bruges. In Bruges? In Bruges. Is that, is that some kind of a hipster TV show or something? No, it's a movie with uh, Ralph Fiennes and Colin Firth and basically, or is it Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. He's a new hitman and he kills a child and it, that's a mistake. And so they, they send him away somewhere. Um, but yeah. They Ra- find him. Ralph, Ralph Fiennes is his boss and he yells at his wife. And she's like, Ralph Fiennes is like yelling at his phone and, and his wife's like, it's an inanimate object. 
And he's like, you're a fucking inanimate object. And then he apologizes Ooh, bam. Got yeah. you. Good burn. Yeah. Sorry, honey. In Bruges, though. You should watch it. It's In a really Bruges. good movie. It's a good movie? It's very good. Yeah. yeah. Colin Farrell. That's the, like, the Irish. Mm. Yep. Like, action kind of guy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's in a few things. He's good. He's, he's, good. he's a good actor. He's pretty good. He's all right. Pretty good. He's pretty, pretty good. All right. How about mistakes? Uh, okay. Um, another mistake. Got a big one. I got a big one here. Yeah. Uh, it's called commission painting. <laughs> Starts with a scene, ends in omission. Yeah, <laughs> you should omit yourself from ever doing it. <laughs> Zing! Uh, don't do commission painting. Some people are really good at managing it. I would say the majority aren't. No, and I'm not. I'm not one of them. I'm not good. I just showed you a commission that I did have eleven minis. That I mean, first of all, I'm not good at making money that my time deserves right yeah like what i what i end up like feeling like oh i shouldn't ask for more than that that's a lot of money but then i'm like crap how many hours am i spending like yeah am i devaluing myself yeah and my worth more likely than not yeah Yeah. and but really what that final number is going to look like if we're calling a spade a spade people aren't going to spend that much are they i don't know some people do some maybe they should maybe they should so my thing about commission painting is that, I mean, it's oh, the, the, the positive side is like I got money and I use that money to put back into the hobby, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I spend so much time of my painting time painting things I don't care that much about mm-hmm. that are not really cool models that excite me that I don't, <laughs> not pushing myself to become a better painter on or I'm not even particularly enjoying because I don't really like the models. They're not mine. They're not the way I want to paint it. And it's just, like we've talked about before, you only got so many models in your life that you're going to paint. Yep. And you want it to be somebody else's? Yeah. I don't know. That's an icky question. Right? Yeah. Um, dang, what was I going to say? Something important about commissions. You know, some may say that if not for that Blood Angel commission, this would not exist right, right now so there's the silver lining all right good i'll wait for my blood angel commission everyone everyone out there your blood angel commission is coming <laughs> it's a metaphor <laughs> it's a metaphor <laughs> right yeah it, it means so many things to so many different people right. in life right this right. is my blood angel commission i think we should really explore why doing commissions is a quote-unquote failure yeah and i don't I'm not saying for it's a failure if you do it. Right. It was a failure for us. Yeah. Yeah. And what's weird is though we were just kind of jamming on this a little bit about potential things we were going to bring up that resonated with both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there's just something about when you're painting, at least for me anyway, when I'm painting something for somebody else, I'm I'm not going. Th- Did you think of it? I thought of it. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to stop? No, go. Because uh, I now I lost what I was going to say. Shit. <laughs> When you're doing a commission, you're training a different ability, right? You're not yeah. training uh, uh, particular rudiments that you want to figure out. What you're trying to do is how do I paint something in a time-efficient manner yeah. so that I still earn the right amount of money per hour and it gets done uh, to a degree where the client is happy with it. Yeah. It's it's a different skill set. And if that's all you do, that's unfortunately the only skill set that you can train right? Um, instead of maybe other things like higher quality painting and stuff like that. Yeah, and really trying to like, I'm just like, how do I just get this blending, wet blending thing down? How do I glaze this skin? Yeah, up? like, or like, let me experiment with skin tone colors, and right? Stuff like that. 
Yeah, you're you're doing what they want you to do, and you're doing it in the most efficient manner to get it done in, in the time mm-hmm. you setting for. Right. Yeah. Or you do like what I did for my first couple of commissions, where I didn't do that at all, and I ended up, I mean, getting guys display like display quality stuff for fifty bucks. <sighs> like bad bad john that hurts me and my justification in the moment was i'm getting better as a painter by doing this i thought the exact same thing with the blood angels i was like i can i can experiment and learn with these and then it's like no they need to be done now yeah you need to finish this and yeah yeah and and you you can't experiment when they all got to be the same red and they all got to look like they're part of the same army yeah they're not really experimenting you get to do yeah um, I mean, there's probably some, but not very much. No. And when I put all that freaking time into some of those models like that, um, that Eldar crazy, crazy witch with, with the all, big, with a big dress. Well, not that one. The, oh, the tornado thing. Tornado yeah, chick. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. all the crazy colors that, you know, and I think I charged him like $70 for that. And what I probably put shame. 40 hours into it. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I made a buck and a quarter an hour. <laughs> oh, no. It's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a shame. It hurts me so much uh, to hear yeah. that. And it's like, I don't even get, I don't even have that model to be like, I know. Look at the thing. You got a picture of it. I got it. some pictures that I took with a cell phone uh. that don't look nearly as cool as it actually looks. Like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now you guys know. You know that it's it is a failure. <laughs> it seems it's it's like, dude, it's the apple in the garden, dude. It's yeah. like I can make money painting models. It seems like such a sick idea, right? And dude, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for oh, for us. I mean, I, I, there are three commissions that I've yet to do, and I. If you guys are watching this, listening to this podcast or watching, I know, I know all of you by name. I know I need to finish and I just find the time to do it. I was, I I feel so bad too, because yeah, it's like, I told them I would do it in January when I had time off. And then like Jeremy came over and I like kind of renovated the basement space a lot. And then I went somewhere for a week on vacation. And then all of a sudden it was February and I, or it was the end of January and I had to start making videos again for February. And I was like, Holy cow, that was so quick. Um, so dang dude. Yeah. It's, it, 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 you know, it's almost a weird kind of thing where it's like, they know you feel guilty. So they Mm -hmm. don't want to ask you for Mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, it's like, that you shouldn't care. <laughs> right. This this is about me being good at managing my time. It's not like it's, you're giving me money to do this. It's a, it's this whole weird relationship. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Commissions. Yeah. I that's why I I like try to be really clear up front about when you want it, you know, what's my timeline, blah blah blah. If they're cool, I'm like um gosh, I think I had somebody else. Oh yeah. The dude that I did the um all those Eldar for I did the full that full box the three different minis the triumvirate the triumvirate triumvirate yeah. he reached out to me just like last week and he's like hey uh, would you ever want to paint a Magnus for me oh the big the dude no the the big muscly demon dude with yeah. the rings yeah that's a Primark Magnus Primark. the Red or whatever Magnus yeah. the Red yes. yeah 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 not not to be like not the other the the Forge World. No, the big ones. ones. The yeah. big one. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, dude, no. 
Dude, it's just it like a big old muscly man. And I mean, need airbrush. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I was just like, no, dude, I have, I've learned my ways. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You're like a thousand bucks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I do it for a thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but, and I know he doesn't want to pay that. Right. It's funny because I used to work with his wife. She worked at a school and like she got at one point, like she was really like got mad. I could tell she was, something was wrong and she was just upset with me or whatever. And come to find out later, he told me that she found out how much he was paying me to paint me little models for him. And like I said, it wasn't that much. I wasn't making that much money, but Buck, she was bucking a quarter. Yeah, she was mad that it was like $150 for those three miniatures and like how that was how was a waste of money and she was mad at me for like ripping him off oh or something. I'm like, gosh. "Lady, you don't even know." <laughs> yeah, dude, that is I'm like, "You must not tell her what you spend on this hobby if she's mad at $150." Yeah. <laughs> Cuz Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, Colin, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Colin. Oh, Colin Farrell. It goes all the way around, back full circle. Colin there Farrell, I paint money minis for him, and uh, his wife is mad that it was $150. Yes. Okay. Yeah. True story. So circling back to more specific hobby failures. Real like, specific. Yeah, so not like big general ones, but like, you know, people, I think the, the real heart of the question is just like, like when you were painting a model, when did you realize that you were making a mistake? And I started to look through my Instagram feed, kind of looking at each individual model. And I, ex <laughs> I experiment, a little voice crack there Yay! for the youngsters. Uh, I experiment a lot on, on a lot of different miniatures and I have a lot of quote unquote, you know, failures, which you might consider a failure, which is just basically the outcome of an experiment that I was conducting, a little tiny one. Um, so it's hard to say, looking at any individual model and being like, okay, that was a failure. I can remember a specific one. I painted a Raven Guard uh, Space Marine as a commission. Um, and uh, it was the one, uh, what, are the, what are the ones called where they have like Death Watch, where they have a silver arm. Mm -hmm. uh, I painted a Raven Guard Death Watch Marine. He had these cool lightning claws. I did a cool NMM arm. It turned out great. The rest of the model is black. And I painted the black like it was shiny black. Um, but I didn't push the contrast that one final bit. So in the final pictures, the armor looks super flat, but it took me so long to put in all of these like vertically running uh, highlights, like up and down his big cylinder legs and arms. And you, you barely can see it in the final photo. Mm. And it's such a shame. So just like really just, uh, I don't know, pushing contrast just a little bit further. So it reads when you see the rest of the model, that was, that was a pretty big failure. Cause that was like a 30 hour paint job that looks, doesn't look that great. Um, at least the black armor doesn't look that great. So that was kind of a shame. Mm. How about you specific hobby failures, specific ones? Well, to quickly note on yours, I think that honestly, when we're looking at critiquing your own work or critiquing, you know, a lot of folks, if they ask, what do you think of this? Or this is a whip, whatever, mm. what should I work on? I think your your talk of pushing contrast on you need one or two more levels of highlights. You need to mm -hmm. go deeper down here. You need to enrich the color for more. Like th that that's usually like eighty percent of the time. That's the answer. Yeah. And so when I look back at where I've come and and where my models have not been as good, or it's tough. It's tough too because I don't I don't really look at my models as like 
failures because usually it's like yeah i don't either you know even aspects of it like i know some of my nmm stuff <laughs> is, is like especially stuff i did early on like it's just not right it's it's not it doesn't read to the eye exactly right i could see what i was trying to do and a lot of that is kind of copycatty where it's like you want to copy how someone else's thing looked good but you don't really understand the science behind this specific surface this specific shape and that kind of thing yeah so there's that okay a specific thing I screwed up on was my crystal brush piece <laughs> from two years ago <laughs> when I converted this Death Guard Marine. And uh, I knew that I screwed it up, <laughs> but I thought nobody else would really notice. I reposed his arms because he's holding up this big two-handed flail, right? And, and I had this vision in my head of how I was going to pose this. And I did it. <laughs> and it looked cool. Until I realized that the way I had his hands posed, it put the his arm in the big flail shaft <laughs> right in front of his freaking face. Oh. You couldn't see the mini's face. And he has this cool like red glowing yeah. thing in his helmet and you can't and so see it in the Crystal Bush photos. It was just like blocked. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't look at me, I'm hideous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I had to do was like snap the arms up and go, Boop, down yeah. down a quarter of or an like inch. more over his head <laughs> right. or, yeah. either way either way either way and the weird thing is is like i knew it wasn't exactly what i wanted but when you're painting a model you don't paint it from the one angle right mm -hmm. you paint it you have it you're moving it all over you're painting it from up down you're getting the right angles so you can get your brush in whatever right. so it wasn't super apparent right and also i actually painted that model in sub assemblies i had his arms with the flail separate from the body okay yeah so this is it, a hard thing to know it was painted yeah. in a way and then okay so then i have to i have to put it together right so i had you had to align it just right just at kind of the right spot so it it did there wasn't these weird gaps where the arms met the body sure and this the model's all painted at this point in adepticons in like two days so i'm a little bit like <sighs> don't little, screw this up little frazzled. all right so i put the super glue dots on each of the inside of his armpitties like boop boop and then i it's it's all one piece though so i yeah. had to slide it in through his chest and not goober super glue on this thing i get it in there i put it up I'm like okay it seems firm it looks right like it looks like i don't see gaps no, I can't see through. It looks unfinished. I'm like, great. It looks good. Let it cure. And then I come back at like the next day and I look at his freaking his arms right in his eye. You can't see his face. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go to the judges at the end of this, at the end of the competition. And I asked him, Francisco Farabi. I went to him and I'm like, you know, hey, I brought the mini up and I was like, and I'm like, oh, I just wanted to hear what your feedback was. You know, what did you think? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, you can't see his face. <laughs> I'm like, right. And I'm like, and then he said the thing that stuck with me that I just I was like, he's like, you break it. Just break it. It's only plastic. You can fix it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I spent a hundred hours on this thing. I'm not going to break his arms off. You crazy, crazy man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you just break it. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll break it. So... I screwed that one up pretty big time, and that was on a, a competition model. So I want to say I screwed up. That was a mistake. That was a mistake, yeah. I mean, yeah, hard to know painting sub-assemblies, and then, like, based on, like, the angle you're holding it, hard to see. Yeah. I think a big thing, and this is really for competition painting. It's not really for army or just kind of paint for fun or for games. You have to really consider what is what is your money shot. 
Yeah. If they're taking one picture of your model, what is the angle? And how is your paint job really taking advantage of that one picture? Mm-hmm. And I always, that's where I failed. Mm-hmm. Like the, my justification too was the thing I was most proud of that I thought was the biggest eye-catching thing with this dude, my Death Guard model, was his big chest plate. And I wanted his arms up so you could see the chest plate. Okay. Uh, the problem was is they were too far up and they were then in the face line. But you could see the chest plate really well from you money could. shot. All those little drips coming out of those yeah. little holes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was proud of that. So I wanted that to show. And, and it's not easy to blend that like in a grungy death guard model, like he's got places on his chest plate that are almost like pure white. Mm-hmm. And so to gradient down to that death guard green, plus all the streaking and everything that kind of that contrast of the clean white and then super dirty and grungy and, and rusty. Like I wanted that to show through. And so just, uh, there was a detail I didn't pay attention to. And that was his freaking face. <laughs> Some may say the most important detail. Probably. But that chest, though, yeah, was banging. Yeah, I thought of another thing. Uh, so, three years ago, when I painted a big old NMM gold elf lady for Crystal Brush, I thought I was so clever, and the model was pewter. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take a picture of this pewter model under a light from all four angles, and I'm going to just copy that for my NMM. And it's going to be amazing because it's like I figured out the solution. Oh, you you solved the Illuminati code. Yeah. It's like I don't need to render this in a 3D environment and like create light sources. I can just, I'll just take it right off the model. And uh, I did that. And I'll put them side by side in the video right now. And in some spots it works. Maybe on like half of the model it works. Mm-hmm. And on other parts, particularly the armor plates on her thighs, it looks terrible it looks so (laughs) wrong and so there's a specific lesson to be learned here and that specific one is that my light that i used when compared to the miniature is nowhere near as big as what the sky is compared to a human being on a cloudy day okay the ratio is an unattainable ratio okay so i can never recreate it accurately that's that's the specific lesson to learn the more general one is is that shooting for photorealism is a farce. Sure. And that is a waste of time. And instead, it should be what looks good inspired by photorealism. Right. Or maybe photorealism inspired by what looks good. One of those two things. Um, so if you're the kind of person that, you know, their, their go-to thing on, on however they want to, whenever they want to paint something is, is this what it looks like in real life? I'm going to stop you right there and be like, instead of asking that question, first ask, does this look good? And if, if, if the answer is yes, then maybe you can ask the question, is it photorealistic? I think the, the priority should be, does it look good first instead of does it look real? Yeah, we, we often think that however something looks in the real world we just paint exactly that way on a miniature thing and it will look good Mm -hmm. but if you were to actually do that oftentimes the miniature you painted would not look good because you have to over accentuate and you have to uh over exaggerate a lot of things that that's not how they work in the real world in order for our eyes to really grasp that quality of that paint job at such a small scale yeah um the black lining is a perfect example yeah like in the real world there isn't a black line right 
but you need to, in order for your eye to separate and see that we need to exaggerate contrast in miniature painting. Yeah. And uh, one thing I was going to say is why didn't you just take the pewter thing out in outside and look under the sun? Cause then it would be the correct ratio. Yeah, that would, that would have worked. I guess what I wanted was a super bright light above. So yeah. that, what I did was I took those four photos and I put them in a photo editor and I jacked the contrast up a ton so I could just see where all the highlights and shadows were. Hmm. Um, so I just wanted the brightest light I could get. Um, but maybe that would work. I don't know. I like how it's like you're like trying to cheat the system to win at a painting competition. <laughs> I know. Well, I cheated the system too when I, uh, man, when I painted the gold smoke night. It was a plastic model, so I covered it in oil. Not, I didn't cover it in oil. I just painted a little bit of oil on his stomach. Uh-huh. And then I put a sheet of yellow and red and blue below him. I took three different photos and then did my light from above. So I could see when is the environment influencing the bounce light and when is the upper light. So that there are times when that really does help a lot. But yeah. the thing is, it's not total truth. It's right. just an inspiration. I, yeah. I, I call it a light roadmap. It's not the end-all, be-all solution to how to highlight shiny things, but it definitely gives you a good idea of where stuff should go. Right. I, to me, I think the biggest thing that that would give me is some confidence. Yeah. 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 I, I know that this is generally about where I want to, about you know a centimeter up from his belt. Yeah. We'll we'll start that, and then it kind of is a, a you know a smiley face exactly. shape, and like you know what I mean, like that's. But then you still got to take your like your eye in exam and be like, hmm, should I boost this more? Is this too bright? Should it wrap around more? Yeah, because, I mean, we were talking about this. It is literally impossible to mathematically understand every single highlight and shadow on any given metallic object because it's an equation that involves figuring out every single light source in a scene. And that's not just the sky. That's the ground reflecting. That's mm-hmm. a particular lady walking by with a red dress and mm-hmm. the light bouncing off of that. that uh, that's a car headlight. It's There's so many light sources. This table right here is a bounce light for, for under our face. There's just so much going on when it comes to light. It's so complicated that it's just, it's not, good. It's not a good use of your time trying to figure it out. It just doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, I think that was that's a that's a good screw up. I'm finding more like specific examples when I'm thinking about things that I spent more time in because mm-hmm. it's easier for me to look at it as a screw up. Something yeah. that I spent more time in. Yeah, um, that's actually interesting. I, have you ever had a mentor where you're like, I didn't spend enough time on this? Oh, I have. Okay, that, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. It's not true. <laughs> Never mind. Go on. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, didn't wasn't your crystal bush piece last year? Wouldn't you saying that you did not spend enough time? Yep. <laughs> no, which like about thirty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was just you today. Okay. Um, all right. So my next one is related to my resin beast piece from last year. Oh. Um, the one that. thing that I screwed up with that, um, and Ben comments told me that he said. Your base is too big. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say well, your base room wasn't satin. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. There's that, too. Everything's related to my base. He's like, I can tell your story here. Like, I like your story. It's interesting. My eye moves around the piece. But you you didn't need to take up that much real estate to tell that same story. And, mm-hmm. the, and in fact, it kind of deflects. Is your, why, is, why is there all this extra ground here? Why is this? You know, there's no other additions to the senior setting mm-hmm. and so 
uh, yeah, I wish I would have known that because the bigger your base is, the more time it takes to build yeah. it and to paint it and yeah. everything. And Fill it just, with details and environment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got like cracked gravestones that are falling over and like you can see the uh, exposed little bones of the person that was buried underneath. And, and actually, really the, cool. the, where the earth is torn up, you can see bits of, of roots that's from stuff that's growing above the ground. The roots are coming out from underneath where the ground's pulled where up. Are these, where are these photos? You can, the mini's up in that room if you want yeah, to look but at them. The people need to see this. These wonderful little Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. I probably should. See, I need once I got my camera and I bought the, the tarp thingy, I was going to use that table over there. Do it, dude. And pull it up. And I, I will get some close-ups of some of the, the cool little Easter eggs. Because there's a bunch that I put into that base, which I kind of felt like I needed to because the guy made the damn base the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> And you definitely should. It's great. So, yeah. So, I, I, I learned my lesson. I could, you need to edit yourself. I think editing, mm. I often find that like, I just feel like bigger is better and push it more and spend more time and do, uh, do more, 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 more hours means more better. Well, that's, there are plenty of really smart artists out there that purposefully edit themselves. So they're not spending all that extra, that excess, the gluttony. Yeah. You know, there's this phrase in like the film industry with writers called kill your babies. Have you ever heard this before? No. Basically, you write a you write a, script, a screenplay and you let someone edit it, and they're like, "You don't need to include this part when this when this girl does this seemingly meaningless thing." And the writer's like, "No, that's really important. I actually need that. It conveys X, Y, and Z. It's like actually get over yourself. <laughs> it makes the movie last twenty minutes longer, and it's stupid. And so part of it is they also call it killing your darlings, um, but it's just like letting go of things that you perceive as important but aren't adding to your your final product, which is the story in that case. In our case, the miniature. Sure. So a big a big base, not necessary. Could have conveyed the same story with a smaller one, and it would taking less time, etc. Yeah, kill your darlings. Yeah. All right, I gotta kill more darlings. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, we need some photos of that. All right, I'll get on that. I'll get on that. And the other thing is, like, that was the first time I really did a really big model like sure, that. Yeah. I don't know how big a base is supposed to be with the big model. I don't, but the, but the base. Yeah. Not like a GW model where they actually give you a base that's like, this is how it's supposed to be. And then the Golden Demon, it's like, they don't even really tell you either. They say appropriately sized. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I'm going to stretch it. I'm going to stretch it to be bigger. I asked Darren, I was like, what size is the base? He's like, don't take the piss. And I was like, that's not a, I can't measure I that. I know what that means. Where do I begin to take the piss? Right. What is, who is pissing and why would I want to take it? <laughs> I don't want your piss. Right. You want me to show up with a urine sample? Right. I don't get this. I don't get, like, I'm clean, dude. I don't use, I don't know why this, what does it have to do with my base size, man? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Fucking British saying, I don't even know what language that is. I think the implication, obviously, is just don't put a, a single miniature on a 300 millimeter diameter circle base. <laughs> yeah, like if you have to, if you have to, if you have to ask yourself, "Ooh, is this too big?" It's too that's big. taking the piss. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I right? think so. British people, help us out in the comment section below. <laughs> how big is too big? <laughs> how big is? And does how does being too big relate to taking a piss? <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a lot of good lessons learned, both big, kind of more metaphorical ones, and also smaller, more specific, hobby-oriented ones. Do you have any more you wanted to say? I feel like what people want us to say is, like, I was doing this technique wrong, yeah. and here's the, here's the right way to do it. And Well, there's some of that. I mean... The, the, I, the putting the, the thing in front of the face, can I call that a technique? That, that is more of a technical thing. Yeah. 
but in terms of actual putting paint to model screwing up a technique and learning the right way and now i'm awesome because of this like i'm gonna be frank dudes and do it at in spruits and spruettes uh <laughs> you forgot those, what we call people <laughs> yeah i was yeah I'm, i can't think of talk at the same time so. <laughs> okay. and like and digest all that smoked meat there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot going on right now uh, yeah there's a lot of multitasking um there is no golden bullet you know yeah. silver bullet silver bullet golden gun i'm just confused what kind of precious metals i don't know um <laughs> there is no silver bullet there's no like oh guys i learned this thing because that's what Maybe people don't want that. Maybe I'm just paranoid. That's what people really think they want. But there is some no. people might. Yeah, there's. I, a, we don't have that answer for you. If I would look at my model and be like, "I screwed this up. Why didn't I fix it then?" Right? Maybe yeah. if I look back at my old models and I can say, "Oh, you know, I screwed that up." But you know what? That's just because that was two years ago. I painted that, and I wasn't to the. I'm not that far in my journey yet, and I got better. That's not a screw up. Yeah. That's, just, that's just an example of the level of work I was doing at the time. Yeah. A, a lot of the work that I do now is just, I'm not painting as well as I can because it's not worth it for me to paint as well as I can. Like some of, some of the comments that on my sister battle video and they were like, the reason you don't win is because of your color schemes. That was the whole comment. And I was like, <laughs> oh! I was like, I'm not trying to win <laughs> oh, with, yeah, this, like, with the sisters of battle model that is in a, you know, a 12 minute video. That's, uh, I just pictured that gif where the guy, where it's like the whole oh, gif where the guy's like falling back. Going, yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you got served. Dude, yeah. Color schemes, bro. I, I got served, but it was just like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting. Well, I say my whole ball sack, my whole nutsack <laughs> into every single model. And, frank, and frankly, any model you see on YouTube is not, you know, getting the full effort. So, can you call that a, a mistake if it's intentional? No. So it's it's hard to know uh, when there are mistakes. That sister battle face, though, that was a mistake. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Oi, no, she don't look that bad. I blame the. You know what you do in that situation? Don't blame the sculpt. You blame the sculpt. No, <laughs> there was enough of that going on in the comment section. People were trying to defend that terrible face. Defend, defend your paint job of it. Yeah, the, if the box art looks good, that means that I can make it look good too. I just, I just put one too many brush strokes in in, in certain spots and it looked bad. Dude, I couldn't okay. even tell if it looked good in the box art because there's forty thousand things on that goddamn <laughs> mini. I didn't even know that your lady was on that box. <laughs> She's right at the front. Well, dude, I don't know where the front is. <laughs> It looks like a giant, like, like an RV of, of like holy people. They're like they're driving the thing to school or something. Like, There's a casket in here. They're all on the bus. They're getting ready to go. Right? And your lady was in the front doing something. I don't know. She was She's like driving. She was directing traffic so the kids can go through the crosswalk. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, did you do that? And did you think in the moment that yeah. like you screwed it up? Yeah, for sure. And you didn't fix it? Nope. Oh man, you're you're good. I would have fixed it and been like, I never screwed that up. It was awesome the whole time. Yeah, I think part of it was just like, it's Thursday. This video needs to be done tomorrow. I can't Uh-oh. keep painting this face. Right. And then other part is like, I can show people what a mistake looks like and what not to do. And so I just opted for that. I was like, this I made a mistake and. I didn't necessarily fix it, but if you're looking for mistakes in, in your work and you're considering, you're questioning why your female faces look like cave women, uh, this might be why. So it's like you did what I did. There's, there's, you know, I, I, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, maybe there's some educational value here. I don't know. I like the spin you put on to just. Yeah, it's a spin. Yeah, it's a spin. But that's sure. okay. That's okay. It shows you you're you're a real boy. <laughs> you're a real boy, and that you make mistakes too. Yeah, definitely do yeah. for sure. Okay, all right. I have lots to learn still. 
You too. <laughs> You're not supposed to kick me while I'm down. Oh, okay. You don't have anything to learn. You know everything, Scott. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah. All right. That'll do for the topic today. We got any newsy news? I don't think we have any newsy news. Nothing exciting is happening. We got Adepticon coming up. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like news like Five guys. Weeks. Yeah, no. Well, when this episode airs, dude, it's going to be like a week. Oh, yeah, you know? All right. Two weeks. Okay, that gave you an idea of how soon we film these things. No, no, we're not that far behind because we've got a new episode coming out tomorrow or next week. Don't next week. fucking say that. No, that tomorrow. Would, you're a week freaking from today. Me out. A week from today. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, we'll be under a month. Yep. And that's scary. Yep. And uh, the in news, we have to figure out if we're going to do Golden Demon entries. Uh, yes. Yes is the answer? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't have a child that I need to tend to. I don't have a full-time job like you do, in addition to what I do on YouTube. So, But I don't have a I'll just video phone, to put out every Friday. I'll just phone it in for three weeks straight and paint my model. Oh, yeah. You could just do a video every week on the model and hate yourself for doing that. Yeah, that worked out well last time, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't a GW model, dude. What difference does this make? I don't know. I'm it's just trying to help you <laughs> Try to help you out here, man. No, definitely not going to do that. I'll film like a highlight reel. Okay. We're going to do drunken mini painting for one of them. Oh, yeah. You do that. That's easy. There we go. That's what you film that one day, edit that one day. Yeah. You hung over one day. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to count it like a day of lost time the next day because we're not going to be productive at all. Well, yeah. But at least for not like the first half of the day. Yeah. First half of the day. For sure. And then we'll just eat tendies try to keep our eyes open that's the recovery method eating yes. tendies eating tendies in in the canes booth and just trying not to fall asleep yeah hoods hoods up yeah maybe maybe that honey dill sauce from canadia will be like the secret Dude, yeah. hangover cure the manitoba secret is honey dill sauce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay we'll give it a shot all right we'll try it we'll try it so okay there, there you go there's one video that you don't have to worry about. Easy. We can make it work. I got to finish my dragon by the end of February. I got to do it. And that that's going to be the way I can get a Golden Demon entry in. Is I have to paint like a single figure on a not complicated base. Yeah, but I need the dragon done first. Absolutely. And then I can do... I got that one thing I showed you in the drawer there. I can do that. I also kind of want to do that new big Cyclops, dude. Mm. Fucking cool as hell. Yeah. Cause that, that alternate head and he's like carrying, you see the, he's got alternate arms too. <clears throat> and he's like, he's chained, right? I mean, he's chained to these big pillars, but he had smacked, pulled he's, himself he's, free oh, and the pillar is still stuck to the end of the chain. This is, is he's Cyclops Samson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I could just paint it like that. Like it's a story. Yeah. Dude. Give him short hair. Yeah. So Make him, yeah. There you go. He's Samson. Okay. Strength from his hair. Damn. All right. Well, damn. There's my golden demon. Done. I don't even need to paint it. It's so good. Fucking biblical. Yes. <laughs> Scotty, we need to talk about some painting classes. Yes, we do. Yeah. This is an advertisement for ourselves. Yes. Because we don't have any actual advertisers. And we're so out. we have paid ourselves to advertise for ourselves. Yes. We had a badass painting class in Minnesota. Badass painting class. Badass painting class. Yes. And this badass painting class is coming to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Nice, nice and warm. Although it's May in Minnesota, so it's not too cold. But it's nice there in Burbank. 
Burbank, CA. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there the first week of May, first weekend in May, second and third, mm-hmm. in Burbank, California, just north of Los Angeles. And Geeky Teas and Games is yeah. the name of the store. So you can come learn all the magical secrets mm-hmm. of painting miniatures mm-hmm. and talking with us and having fun mm-hmm. and eating tendies. Oh, yeah. are we providing tendies? Well, we're going to go for lunch. Okay. We'll find a tendy joint. Yeah, we'll find a, we'll find local tendies. Wherever we are. We'll rate them. We'll find tendies. Yeah, we'll rate them one, one to ten. We should have an ongoing tendy rating. We should. That makes me the uh, bar, Barstool Sports. You probably didn't have no idea. No. Bar, barstool Sports. Anyway, he does, uh, he does pizza, pizza ratings. And he goes to every pizza place and he rates them one to ten. And you can't do a whole you can't do a whole number. That's a rookie move. You know, it's got to be like seven point one. Oh or whatever. Yeah, oh yeah. And and it's tracked. Every he's got the history of every single place in his ratings, and he's only ever given two scores that are above a nine. Does he go to New York? Yeah, he's from New York, or he's from Boston. He's a Patriots fan, but yeah, he's from. He's, it's almost all East Coast places. Okay, he goes all over. Okay, like one time I saw one that he flew there a place in I think it was in Memphis won an award for best college pizza place in america and so he flew out there and, and one day flew out in the morning tried their pizza and got on a plane and, came, and flew back <laughs> and he gave it like a six seven oh. <laughs> just take it very serious anyway we could do that but for attendees yes when we child places for our class yes full circle we need to find yes yeah. so if you're coming to our class and you're from the local area like we, we need your knowledge on what attendees do we try right so this is a reason for you to pay for our class so you can take us to the good tendy places that you know in your yes. area. That's yes. the real value. Right. Not to learn about painting. No. Just to let us enjoy your cuisine, specifically your chicken cuisine, specifically yes. your deep fried chicken cuisine. Specifically your deep fried boneless chicken cuisine. Yes. Specifically your deep fried boneless white chicken cuisine. Right. Specifically your deep fried boneless white dipped in sauce chicken cuisine. I can't beat that. <laughs> you win. <laughs> that was pretty good that was that a good was, bit wow man that was not rehearsed at all um, yeah we're doing a class la if you're interested the link will be in the description below for you to check out and in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version Ooh, smooth smooth got it bam all right welcome to the end of the podcast <sighs> yeah we've made it this is the end this my friends end. yes that's a song right yeah nice you I caught got that. It. Got yep. it. <laughs> um, so we are to the end of the road, Mr. Rogers neighborhood style, you know, zipping up the sweater, flipping the shoe from one hand to the other. Yep. Putting the jacket on. And uh, don't worry, friends. It won't be long and we'll be back again yes. with another episode. Yes. Won't you be my sprude and spruette? Okay. Yeah. All right. We can work on that. that yeah. <laughs> um, we can, we'll find ways to improve that. But uh <laughs> So, Scotty, how can they help us out if they enjoy what we do and they want to join our cult? Yes. Um, give up all their earthly possessions. Um, you know, join Project Mayhem. Yes. How how could they do that? You can check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook group for Trapped Under Plastic. You can pick up some sick merch linked in the description below. I'm wearing our crew neck sweater right now. John's wearing our t-shirt. I broke my sweatshirt. Oh, geez, what happened? You're We're good. good. We're, We're good. good. Okay. We're good. Check. That's one way. Another way is you can 
help us on Patreon. We have a, a Patreon where we do extended versions of the podcast. We uh, critique a miniature from a patron. We talk about fun things that we experimented with and learned. And we also talk about fun miniatures that other people have painted that we find and love. So it's about 20 to 30 minutes of extra content. And finally, you can give us ratings on places like Stitcher, like Apple Podcasts, like Google Podcasts, about how much you love us. Love, 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 love. Or hate us. That's fine, too. Is it? I mean, it's not acceptable, but it's freedom of speech. We prefer the love. But yeah. yes, we do value freedom of speech. So if you do hate us, do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some do. Some do. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you in two weeks, won't we? Mm-hmm. Normally. Normally, right. Yeah. That was an awkward pause. Like I felt like I did I was like directing something to you, but I didn't really know what I was directing, so you didn't know what to pick up because yeah. I didn't know what you, I was tossing. You served me up a platter of nothing. Yeah, nothing. Not even honey dill sauce. So yeah, two weeks from now. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the flippity flop.